Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Lock the gate! All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucksters? It's Mark Marin. How's it going? This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. I'm not at home. I am, uh, I'll probably be home. I'll be on the way home when you listen to this, but I'm not at home now. I've been in New York City for a few days. As some of you know, maybe you know, I don't know. I checked in on Instagram, which is a rare event for me. I don't really like the pressure of thinking about either tweeting or doing Instagram posts. And I've successfully uh, detached from both of them to the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, I should do that occasionally to check in with the folks that would like to hear from me. And I'm not uh, I'm not that proficient at it. But anyway, so some of you saw the check-in. I'll, I'll try to do more of that. I have been here for a few days, and it has been pretty fun. I'm trying to just sort of... It's, I don't know that some of you know, when you're self-employed, you never really know when work is done. So you kind of always work, and most of what you do is, is work-related. And obviously, those of you who've been following the show know that I'm you know, a little out of sorts and a little sort of uh, existentially challenged with my own ability to uh, uh, engage uh, with life in, in a way that maybe I could find some joy or fun in it, as opposed to just relief. But uh, I, I don't know. It's 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 touch and go. But but I'm trying, and I've been here, and I've been. I just had. I came here to New York because initially there was some Glow promotional event that got moved. But I had scheduled some interviews to because I can. The, there are certain people I can't do in L.A. because I just don't come to L.A. that much. I don't see them, and I decided just to come and just do the interviews. The few interviews I had to do. By the way. Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle are on the show today. Uh, their show, Pen15, is one of the most... It's a, it's a funny show. It's, it's, a, it's a deep show, and, and I found it very moving. And I don't know if you've watched it. I think it's on, yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, the first season, you can stream it on Hulu. Uh, it's these two actresses, these two women who I, I talk to, you know, who are actually playing, I believe, seventh, seventh graders or eighth graders, seventh graders. They're playing them with other seventh graders, so they're 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 portraying seventh graders, yeah, and they're you know in their thirties. But it's incredible how quickly the device doesn't affect you, and how how beautiful what happens, uh, and how funny and how uh, sort of human it all is. It's it's really uh, an interesting and funny show. And, I, and when I watched it, I I had worked with Anna Conkle, 
uh, on Marin. She's on the last season of Marin. Uh, she plays the woman who has my baby. And uh, and I and I liked her then. I thought she was great as an actress. But they created this this really unique, uh, uh, fun, but uh, but moving show, uh, Pen Fifteen. So they're here. They're in. I mean, they're not here, but they're. I'm going to talk to them. So I, I'm doing a few interviews here in New York, and it's weird. I think I've kind of worn out my uh, back when I at the beginning of this thing when I used to do interviews on the road. It was because I, I, it was hard to get people on the show sometimes or they didn't know what the show was or they're only in New York and there was an urgency to it. Like, I gotta, you know, we gotta get this person. And I still have that to a degree, but I find now when I do these things that on the road that I'm like, it's so much better in my house. It's so much better in my studio. You, you know, there's a comfort factor I have. I'm not worried about other things. I'm in a, an environment that is conducive and, and to, to what I do. And I, you know, so I, I just, I had an interview yesterday where I had some technical problems and I'm here with a guy that, you know, you all know, and we're in the room and we're doing the thing. And then the, the, the recorder, all of a sudden I notice it's not recording and I got to, you know, stop myself from completely spinning out with a, with a, a big actor, you know, who's sitting there and I'm like, oh fuck, I got you. Know, I mean, you've, you've heard me spin out and, you know, and then I got to kind of manage that. And, you know, he was a good sport about it, but it made me feel like a fucking doofus. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I really don't need any new reasons to feel like a doofus. It worked out, but, but, uh, but like, I, I, I don't, I, I'm just expressing this to you because it was a feeling I was working through. So after that, you know, I'd kind of, after I felt like a doofus and I had to manage this situation and it all worked out, uh, but it was, it was sort of trying. And then after that, I kind of tumbled down into some sort of chasm of self about you know my life and obviously look I'm not complaining everything's going good but there was just something about that moment that triggered a bunch of other insecurities and then I was kind of spiraling and you know in the sadness of that I'm dealing with in you know uh, in in my life a little bit and and then uh, and, and then I was just here I was here in the room doing that and that's you know and then I've always realized this but you got to talk to your friends, man. I mean, go out and talk to your friends. I mean, I look, I've told you on this show that uh, a lot of times these conversations I have with people I don't know are the deepest conversations that, you know, I, I have and they're full and they're satisfying, but then the person goes away. And and that's a, there's something good about that, but like your friends, you know, go spend time with your friends if you have them. Don't just text them. And, and I'm not great at it. I've only got a few friends, but that night when that happened, I was kind of spinning and, you know, I, and I'd made plans with my buddy, Sam Lipsight. A, th- a few things fell into place. Me and Brendan were supposed to go to see a show, the, uh, all my sons, the Arthur Miller revival that my buddy Tracy Letts is in and Annette Benning, both of who've been on the show, Tracy and I have become friends. So, you know, I texted him to see if I could go to the show and his wife set me up with some tickets cause he doesn't like to know when people he knows are in the room. And uh, Brendan had some issues with his plumbing, so he couldn't go. So I called my friend Sam, who I was going to see on Wednesday night, but he said he could do Tuesday night. So I went out with Sam. We had we went to uh, Alex Garnicelli's restaurant. This is the one good thing about doing this show over the years is I do I, I don't use the relationships that much, and I don't like to use people, but I will you know give people a heads up who I have had on the show who I like. Like if I'm in New York and I want to eat a good dinner, I'll text Alex Garnicelli. 
and and I'll and I'll say like I want to go to the, I want to go to your restaurant. You're gonna be there. I'd like to say hi. And she's like, no, but you can go, go. And then it's not like they give me. Yeah, I still got to pay and everything, but it's nice to you know to say hi. And but when you do go to a chef's restaurant, you will get sent a few good dishes that you didn't expect were coming. And that if you're me, kind of when they arrive at the table, you go like, oh fuck, how are we gonna? Oh, that looks amazing. I had something that she calls veal bacon last night. It was just a slab of fatty veal meat, deeply cooked and salted with a sauce on it. And I, me and Lipsight took one bite each of it, and we looked at each other and almost started crying. And then we ate a fucking double T-bone, and I can't even... All I know is it's like it's the day after that happened, and uh, I don't think I need to eat today. I'm packed with meat. So anyways, my point being... Sam and I talked, we hung out, you know, I kind of let go of like whatever I was spiraling about, you know, it was great to see my friend and then we go see the play, which was phenomenal. This is the other thing I'm talking about. New things is like, I don't know. I'm not a theater nerd. I don't know. I haven't read a lot of Arthur Miller. I know who he is. I know what he's written. I've seen a couple of the big uh, plays in one sense or another, either on in a film production or, or, or live, but I never saw this one. All, all my sons. And Tracy's in it, and it's a you know it's an older play, and it's about you know some World War II related story. Uh, but I don't know the play, and I don't know how it ends. So I'm coming to it with completely new eyes. It might as well come out yesterday. It might as well have just been written. I mean, I can I could see that it was dated, but I was completely engaged to the point where when we went backstage to say hi to Tracy and Annette. You know, they were all sort of freaked out because there was a phone in the theater that apparently was ringing for six minutes and I didn't even fucking notice it because I was immersed in the story. And that was great. Tracy was great. The cast was great. It's so exciting to go to theater and we go backstage, we see them and then Tracy wants to get something to eat. So me and Sam and Tracy, we go out to this place, uh, Joe Allen's for, for food. I see Michael Showalter there. He's with a crew of people. Uh, and it, it was like, this is my community. This is my life. And these are my friends. And we had a nice chat and I had a good time. I guess that's what I'm trying to tell you. I had a good time. I've had a good time. Okay. I'm saying it out loud. I, you know, there was some darkness, but there was some fun and I had it. Uh Oh, and then I'm at the hotel and there's all these, you know, uh, all these fans out front of somebody, just mostly teenage girls, it looked like, and they were waiting. And I realized it's the Met Ball. Apparently, some people are staying at this hotel, so there were people out there of all kinds, just waiting to look at people for like two days. And then uh, all of a sudden, I run into Bob Saget at the hotel, and I'm like, "I think there's a lot of people out there waiting to see you, so be careful when you go outside." Uh, of course, that wasn't true. It's Bob Saget. I think he's downstairs right now. Yeah, so I sat there, smoked a cigar in front of the hotel, and just kind of watched as a few people got into their cars for the Met Ball. I did not know who they were. Uh, I they they seemed to be dressed. Uh, uh, they were wearing theme parks almost. I just don't like. It was just like, what's happening? There, this is an, an entire. This person is is uh, dressed up as a carnival of some kind. And, uh, but it was exciting and they were excited, but I literally, I'm, I'm just that old man now where I'm like, who is that? Should I know that person? Is that a, is that somebody? That's a, that's always the great old person question. Is that somebody? That must be somebody. Look at that. They're wearing a building. That must be somebody. So I might go see another play tonight. I'm not going to eat any more meat. And I'm right now I'm going to share with you this, uh, 
lovely talk I had with uh, Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle uh, about how they came up with uh, their their fun and moving show that uh, Pen Fifteen that's you can stream on Hulu. It's got picked up for a uh, second season, and uh, and kind of found out where they come from their their journey together. So this is uh, me talking to Maya and Anna. Uh, back in my house. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades, or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts maya erskine 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 yeah yeah it looks like erskine it does it does i don't fault you (laughs) yeah i you i i'm marin you can't imagine what i've got in my life maron maron marin moron but i think they they know (laughs) what they're doing i think they know they they know it's not my name anna conkle yeah so i work with you on my show you played the woman who had my baby i did yeah and that was good it was you were so nice to me i oh that last day of shooting was rough oh my god remember you were sick Oh, that's right. It was terrible. Oh, I blacked. You were, I blocked that out. You blacked out. And I blacked, blacked out. out. And blocked it out. It was like such a horrible day. You and could, there was a baby. Yeah. Then the first baby didn't look like us. <laughs> we we had to do a racist thing. Right. Oh it was, no! What happened? I'll tell well, you. Well, yeah. Uh, we got a baby because yeah, when you shoot with babies, it's you got to have two of them. Yeah. And they, you know, we saw pictures, and they, this was a baby that, like, I'm Jewish, and we were like, you know, this baby can play. So we hired the baby and uh, we shot one scene with the baby and I'm looking at him like, you know, that, that baby's black. And they, it's just, that is a, an African-American baby. And I'm like, you know, unless we really change what's, you know, the it, it, I, I understand it could be an art thing. Right. Where you don't make, not, but that's not the show we're doing. So I had to say to the showrunners, I'm like, what what are you guys thinking? We got, we, we have to get a new baby. It's, yeah. It's, so we had right. to. So you got a new baby. baby. I think I, it'd be I, more racist if you kept that baby and just. Yeah, I don't know if it was racist. Like, I think the, we. Yeah, we were, I don't think it's racist. We were misled. <laughs> yes, I yes, believe. Yeah. I, I'd like to think that the. Yeah. That we didn't get what we thought we were getting. Right. And then the next baby was all right. The next baby was a nice baby. That, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Did you the, hold the baby? Yeah. I held the baby. That's yeah. great. <laughs> held the baby, and then we had a scene at the end. That that last scene came out really good. Yeah, but we're not here so. to talk about my no. show, are we? But I no. But I was very happy to be on she it, was. and and then and that was the first time also seeing like someone making their own work and then being in their own mm-hmm. work, and that was very inspiring. So really, I helped. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, so that's we nice. talked about it a lot. No, you did. Yeah, no, we, we did. did. Really. Yeah. 
She was really impressed by how you were able to manage running the show, writing it, going inside, acting, directing. Like it was just something Mm -hmm. that felt then achievable. Mm -hmm. And also, like I, I, like I was watching your show, and there are details in the show where I'm like, "How? Why is this like this? It has to be real." Like, you know, because mm-hmm. like in my show, there's definitely a lot of real stuff. Not that so much the season you were in because that's speculative. But like the, the the details about your parents and that kind of stuff. I'm like, this isn't made up. How no. can this be made up? Yeah. I mean, your dad is a, is he a, he's a real drummer. He is. But yeah. he's not a loser drummer. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually in Steely Dan. I mean, Dan. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, in, he was in Steely Dan. But yeah. we And it was his idea to do a Steely Dan cover band to make it look yeah. less. Oh, really? Yeah. But I mean, it's like very specific that, you know, they're playing at a pool at a hotel. So it's right. not. Right. So right. like, you know, my, if I have one sort of weird kind of like question about that character, it's like, how is he not more bitter? <laughs> yeah. I, I think we could dig in more think, to that at some point. And we also thought it was funny having him be like, you know, if you want to rise to my level, like right. you really need a and and for a small town in my town personally, like yeah. art was not celebrated. Yeah. So I, that that seemed realistic that he could be touring. he could be a small town celebrity. Of course, and, yeah, yeah, of course he could be touring. But it's usually like I right. like the, like I like that he's a decent guy because usually <laughs> the, the touring sort of low level musician that's a sordid story. It is. It's not that's true. That's true. <laughs> right. But this guy seems like a well adjusted guy. He's happy with his work and. Right. He's a pretty good dad. He's not coming home like hungover and fucked up and not wanting to talk to anybody. Season nice. two. Season two, I think we go into the reality of that because really? I think it's it's funny oh, yeah. to you see thought him about it? have this. We talked about him being yeah. bitter. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it sort of comes out or maybe we didn't end up shooting that, but we wanted to shoot like a scene where <laughs> he uh, kind of takes it out on me and sort of reveals that he's. Was not as happy with, with, with where his career was. But right. he was hard on you, right? He I was, mean, yeah. yeah. But, but not. You, you, and you, but you, I think that comes from having a bit of a chip on your shoulder, too. Sure. There's, you know what I mean? But you didn't play it all out. No, right. Like, no, we yeah. didn't go deep. Because you do keep it uh, around the kids. And I think that the idea, like when somebody told me, like I'd, I saw those billboards for it. Do you call it Pen 15? Because my, yes. my girlfriend's calling a penis. Great. That's fine, but <laughs> call pen, it penis, yeah. penis. Yeah, <laughs> technically pen fifteen, but yeah. we like it all. But like, what was that something you wrote in high school? I mean, what? I oh mean, yeah, like pen fifteen yeah. is a thing. Yes. Yeah, in, really. In middle yeah. school, you know, the cool kids would be like, "Hey, oh, do you right, want to join my school. club?" Yeah. Uh, pen fifteen, and you'd be like, "Yeah, of course." All right, <laughs> then they take a sharpie and write uh-huh. pen fifteen on your hand, uh-huh. and then you'd have penis on your hand. And all you'd day. have to explain that to your parents. And yeah, like, no, it's pen fifteen. <laughs> right, I'm no, part of a club, club you guys. Uh, <laughs> well, that was the weird thing is like I'd see the billboards and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Right. What yeah. is that show? I know. We we it's gave, not clear. We, we named it many years. <laughs> go as like an ode to the rejects and then it's the show kind of it's taken six years to make it so it's so it's like changed and yeah six yeah. years six years six yeah years. and the the premise the conceit is that you're in seventh grade yes, yes. but you're you're just you're surrounded by real seventh graders and yes. you guys are just you you're in your 30s right yes yeah and like at first I was like how's that gonna work but right. then like within five minutes you're like that's you know they're just you forgot grade. sometimes <laughs> no, right. I don't know the wrinkles you're just like they no no well that stuff doesn't matter because right. like the challenge of playing the emotions of those of that age it must be pretty satisfying in the actor way because mm-hmm. like you Maya's character 
like I'm, I'm literally makes me uncomfortable. Like to the point where I'm, I'm like, so sorry. That, <laughs> he no, just but, looked to the side, not at Maya. <laughs> in a good way, like yeah. because I think that you sort of the because your challenges are different. Yours are primarily parental, and mm-hmm. and, and and hers are like this, like this weird sexual Complex. drive and yeah. menstrual problems. Right, but but like the 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 way you play the the sort of anger about it and the the confusion <laughs> about it, it's like. It's you really sort of go there and it's sort of it must have been if it was awkward for me, it must have been a little awkward for you. (laughs) I think it was awkward at first because we filmed the masturbation scenes first week. So we shot out of order and here I am rubbing it out in front of like 10 crew guys just like, what the fuck is in a bowl cut and a mustache? Yeah, they had no idea, you know, um, and I'm rubbing like my flat nipples uh, with with my little ponies. Like it was just an absurd thing to do and to go there but um, it is actually incredibly cathartic and easy to go to those emotions because I didn't realize that those are still so raw for me like from that time yeah so this was you're actually working through some real trauma in a way Uh, yeah Yeah. someone called it a traumedy which I which we love really Mm -hmm. yeah well I mean but but the same did you what was your your parents situation was it like that yeah, but but that's more the vanilla, to be honest, the, mm-hmm. the more the vanilla version of but that, it. That mother character is not that vanilla. I mean, you know, okay, she's, she's daunting. She's right. she's Malora does such a good job, but she's What's less based on again? my mom, Walters. Walters. She's like great. She's, she's amazing. So she's great. She's in I don't all know the, like why she No, I know. Like yeah. every like you, I remember seeing her and being like, where? Like, what, How did I they wanna, get her? Well, yeah. well, no, no. I just like where's she been? You know, like because I know they always work, but she's such a, a right. specific and great actress that she like is. I always like seeing her, and you're always like, why, why isn't she in everything? Right, I because know because she's very intense and well, it's a very <laughs> she's so good. She's really good. Yeah, yeah. You do a so, good impression of her. Oh, you do. And it's just sort of like, hey guys, how do you want? So how should I do this scene? Yeah, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> so wait, so it's not quite like your mom. She's different. My mom was more. Kind of, it. We're. I think we would go there if we got another season, but yeah. more into crystals and Reiki and really, really, and and meditating and and what I think so funny about her, her as a person was like she was the most, you know, stressed out meditator. <laughs> like I did, didn't know anyone more insane, right. and I love her deeply, and she's but desperate for some sort of spiritual relief. Yeah. And 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 honest and authentic with it. It wasn't bullshit. It was like she really is one of the most spiritually deep yeah. people that I know. Yeah. And she and that's I think that's kind of common. Yeah. And she like was short circuiting all you know. Uh-huh. She she worked right. a lot of jobs. She was she was busy. She had a lot going on. I, she wasn't happy in the relationship with my dad. But they were married for twenty years and uh. they tried to. But it was like, was he on the? He probably was on the couch like half of sleeping on life. the couch. So that's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. had to wake up and your dad was sleeping on the couch. Yeah. And I remember my friends coming over and like being like, oh, and I've told you this a million yeah. times, but like, oh my God, I got to get the sheets, like fold the sheets. And then like, I, I remember like reorganizing the family photos so that people didn't suspect. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was really? very crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, that's like, I mean, I think that's a real thing and it must be, you know, some of the, the benefit of doing this show is to, to sort of really look at those situations and understand kind of in your heart the 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 pressures that were put on you at that age mm-hmm. yeah cuz it's like how is it not traumatic on some level and how does it not really dictate the rest of your life right that you're just trying to manage chaos at home or you're trying to manage not being able to talk about things mm-hmm. and then you look at the life you're living now and you're like oh my god that's why I do that right yes totally I and i think you know like 
I've been to so much therapy and how much that com- that time comes up. And that was something mm-hmm. that Maya and I always. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. And and the you were one of the first people, women, that would talk about masturbating like at a party as like funny and like <laughs> right. and what you were ashamed of at the but same time. That was time. my way to process through it. And it was the same for Anna. She would talk about divorce and make jokes about it. Right. And that was the way to like cut through the dark pain of just mm-hmm. making fun of it. Right. But so, so many times in which I think is... Uh, good about the relationship you guys have in the show is that you you know you're you're still sort of the weirdos in yeah. a way like because if you're that kind of person that deals with it like that where you just bring it up and then you got <laughs> a, a room full of kids going like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i think so much about the show that makes it work because you guys are specifically connected and and slightly off from the rest of the the standard um junior high hierarchy but to everybody like i'll tell you man the the the, the kids are great yeah i, I mean no that guy the sax player brendan, <laughs> brendan brady right? allen is the actor he's a oh. gem he really you know like he holds the scene like when he's oh, sitting yeah. on the couch you're like this yes. guy's in charge <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. That's exactly what we want from him. Yeah, so he's in charge. True. When he nods confidently after Anna, it's crazy. Um, goes off to after he hooks up with Anna, he's like, "Yep, yeah, yep. just like." <laughs> because and he's so like you know physically and he was he was I definitely know the type of guy that he was yep. at that age. He was sort of like like a a kind of. Um, proud nerd you, yeah you're not, you're, yeah you know what i mean like, like a cocky nerd right yeah. right yeah and also slight like a man like a 50 year old year old man year old's body and he and he he kind of he was a little he, different from his character but he would drink a like extra large red bull every morning and he was only allowed one and we <laughs> the real guy the, the real, real guy. kid <laughs> and he would like level out you know just be so calm during the shooting <laughs> after the red bull after pounding a red bull and we're like great a riddle in effect <laughs> yeah, right exactly yeah yeah but where'd you grow up um massachusetts and vermont mostly massachusetts real like yeah. what town situate south oh my of boston God. situate yeah i know yeah. situate really why Oh, I had a I had a, a troubled friend from situation. Oh well, uh, the Dumphys, Arthur Dumphy. Oh wow, you don't know. The, well, you know? no. Well, my third grade teacher was a Dumphy. That's the thing. There's generations yeah. that no people don't people don't leave. Yeah, wow. I spent a lot of time in New England. Like I know for I, him. No, because I went to college in Boston. I went back and started my comedy career there. So I toured all over doing one nighters. All That's over. That's right. I remember you in, yeah. in that weird area. So, like, how old were you when your parents got divorced? I, I was fourteen when they told me, and then they lived in the same house for. They like split up the Isn't house for crazy? two years while they were going to court. They split the house up. We loved it. <laughs> how many kids? Just me. Oh, really? Well, I have a half brother, but he grew up at his dad's house. He's eleven years older. So when I was old enough to, you know, he he was in a different state. Yeah. What, which dad? How'd that work? The dad, Same your, mom. Uh, your mom so, had another husband. Had another husband. Before your dad. Before my dad. So she's a searcher. She's a searcher. <laughs> what does that mean? She's searching for love. She is. Well, I mean, the spiritual quest and the, yes, you know, right. there's a couple of husbands. That's like, the yeah. thing. The thing that I respect about her, and she's given to me, which now I go to therapy for, <laughs> is like <laughs> always questioning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always like, like why, why be confident or secure when, sure. when you're not right? Is it right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. But then always trying to find your rightness. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Great. Thanks, mom. But the but the nice part about it is she's so 
courageous in her quest for she like lives her life. You know, she's not bored. She's right. in her, she's right. in her mid seventies. She's always she just told me the other day. She's like, I have a writing partner. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Now she's going to she make a, a nurse. show. About, oh my god! About, yeah, about you're going to be producing daughters. a show. I'm yeah. up for it. Her <laughs> show would be fucking crazy. I would love it. I would love it. Too. But it, it, so okay. And and you, where'd you grow up? I grew up here in L.A. R- oh really? Yeah, I know. The whole time. The whole time. And I lived in New York for for school, but then we yeah, met in New York. We met in New York, but I grew up here. Same and your mom's Japanese. My mom's Japanese, and your dad's, dad's a drummer. Dad's a drummer from that's Jersey. His, that's his ethnicity. Drummer. Exactly, drummer. Dad's and that's her drummer. Real, real mom in the show. Yeah, that's my real mom. Really? Yes. That's crazy. Who walks she's... in while she's masturbating and says, "Like, oh, I smell yams." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Had she acted before? No. Really? I mean, I had put her in my student films when I would, you know, direct little videos, but she was not an actress. And why'd you decide to do that? It seems like a big risk. I know Aziz it did is. it and people do it, but like, it's like, is it, it worked out. It was out. a risk. I mean, well, we first filmed a presentation with Lonely Island. That was before. like 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh. And we had maybe five people come in to audition for the mom and none of them were from Japan. And it was really important to me to have someone who was from Japan yeah. and not put on an accent and she I was like well let's just try it mom mm-hmm. and so I filmed you know an, an audition, audition tape with her. with her like 25 tapes later you know <laughs> I sent one of them and everyone was like she's great yeah okay let's try it she yeah. was game and she did great like yeah, it was surprising amazing. is she having a good time she loves it she does yeah she's she's really into <laughs> so it so how how different is she from the character she's She's pretty different. I feel like she's a milder version of herself, and the and the angry uh, the side. Show? Yeah, like I think she was scarier sometimes to uh-huh. me. But then she was also really tender. But there's moments where I'm like, "Whoa, that is you, mom." That's you know the part where she's cutting my hair and talking to me. You know, like it's okay. It's okay. Uh, you know that that <laughs> felt like did you my have, mom. Is that a real thing? The haircut. She's cut my hair before, but never placed a bowl onto my head. I would never let that happen. But you had a haircut that looked similarly like you I looked know. like a boy. Right. Yeah, I was called a boy all the like young sir. I've said this a lot. But I think it's also interesting that there, like the 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 cultural difference, you know, between how a Japanese household works and you know, and then like your the kids being you know fundamentally kind of like just American teenagers, right. but your mother's sensibility is very specific and traditional in a way. Yeah. And in that, like, I think that's, I've not seen that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hadn't seen that either, really. I hadn't seen my childhood reflected in a way that I'm like, because I have this really Japanese mom and then an American dad, but he was on tour a lot. So I was very influenced by the Japanese culture, but then wanting to glom on to American, you know. So your dad was uh, like, is he Jewish? He's not, but I lied and said I was Jewish in middle school because I went to a primarily <laughs> Jewish school and I really How did wanted that go to be. Over? <laughs> um, people believed me because I just said my dad is Jewish, so I would lie and say I'm half Jewish, but he's not. <laughs> there, he's agnostic. And it, but no, but he wasn't brought up in it. He anyway. wasn't, and neither was my mom. I mean, Buddhist, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole episode with the weird shrine to your grandfather. I mean, what it. I mean, but is that a That's, real thing? That is. That's like cultural. I mean, in every Japanese home, you'd see a shrine of ancestors. Really? And, and every time you go into someone's home, you they light incense and you just pray to them. And Really? Yeah. It's just, it's become a, just a cultural 
uh, tradition. And your dad was in Steely Dan? Or he like, was, yeah. I mean, they, they're not really a band, but he played on some of their records? He played, yeah, he played and toured with them. He's been in Weather Report. He's Real jazz head. He's a, he's a jazz musician, yeah. Wait, which album is the Steely Dan records? Because like, I've, I've had some sort of weird uh, uh, catharsis with Steely Dan. I was very against them for all, oh, of, really? all of my life. Oh, but not, why? I mean, why? Well, look, no, I'd love to know. It's there's no denying, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, the skill and the the the, the songs, but it, it always felt sterile to me, and there was something mm. annoying about the perfection, which is exactly what people like about mm. them. Do you, you know, like yeah. what everyone likes about them, I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel any soul. Where's the right? But ne- but for some reason. I went to a play and they were using Steely Dan songs. I just heard something in a different way. And I have all the rec- records downstairs because oh, wow. I, I try every so often yeah. to engage. Oh, that's so interesting. And then like I, I, I finally got it and I realized like, well, there's a lot of depth here and some of these guys are really fucking playing and you know, like I don't, I don't know what my aversion was. But then you gotta be careful because it'll infect your entire brain. Like they, if you listen <laughs> to a lot of Steely Dan, like that's yeah. all you can like you're just you gonna do. start eating the well, other music in your head that's so funny that you said that because <laughs> when I was a like four year old I, I don't know how old I was but there's a video of me on a hotel bed and I'm listening to Bodhisattva and I'm like having uh, it's like midnight and I'm just bouncing on the bed going Bodhisattva Bodhisattva and I'm in this like religious you know <laughs> fucking hole and it ate my brain so I definitely understand what you mean so I went there did, I have to see that. did you yeah. tour with them you went on the road like with them? once or twice yeah Wait, I mean what years would that be because they didn't tour a lot in the was 90s it? Oh, right. so, yeah, yeah. Some, the mid 90s so you, I've never talked about this with you and I want to know everything you I've gone on tour were you with on a dad. tour bus uh, no, like there were hotels. You fly, so you knew you you, no. you hung out with Becker and Fagan. I hung know. out with the kids. Like I would hang out with they all have um, kids. some of them. Yeah, uh-huh. but there were issues between. I mean, I'm not going to go into it because I'm sure I'll reveal some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that my dad. Are you still said. friends with the kids? No, we were the playing Steely in Dan the kids parking not, lot, not and <laughs> no, they're not. We're not. We don't have a Thanksgiving a text thread. Yeah, <laughs> there was like once <laughs> a support group. <laughs> yeah. So he was really on a lot of their records. Then I cannot tell you. I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I know. He was well, on a I can't tell you how many people that I talk to that have no idea what their fathers do. Really? Yeah, as grownups. Oh, I know. Every detail of my dad being a Seven Eleven human resource manager. You know, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Now that, that's impressive. It, a little more interesting than Steely Dan. It right, is, right. It is. No, no. It really is. <laughs> I, I thought the humor was that it's not that I know about it. I'm actually it's okay. a Seven Eleven human resource what manager. So what? 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 Well, yeah. So he 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 wasn't the director of human resources of the whole East coast although that was a goal he stayed he was a manager and just like managed and trained people of like how to be a proper employee at 7-eleven so he was in the corporate world there and but then we would get free slurpees and hot dogs and stuff were they slurpees or ice slurpees 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 yes isn't that a Seven Eleven so, branded? You're right. You're right. I'm trying to remember. Jesus, like you guys. I grew up in the mid- I grew up in the Southwest, and there was there was Icy's. Remember Ice and they had the polar bear. But I don't know. Yeah. What, but what was that? Was that's that here? Also a gas station too. I thought. Oh wait. Had, had a polar bear. Yeah. No. I don't no, know. I don't some, think so. I, some there's some regional differences sometimes. Yeah. I I, uh, I oddly like I was thinking about Seven Eleven the other day oh. when, when I see the sign. I'm comforted somehow. Like really, that, that, well, it's that, everywhere. Well, that they're, they're still around. The, yeah. I don't think there's as many as there no? used to be. But when you see them, you're sort of like, oh, there's a Seven Eleven. I should make note of that just in case. Why? 
why would we? I mean, but the, they're everywhere. It's, it's comforting because they're everywhere. I guess like so. I went to Japan and there were Seven Elevens there, and I Taiwan. was like, great. But did there you go you to the Seven Eleven? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then have... when you go in Asia, it's I mean high quality food. The Seven Elevens there are. On I think it's fresh fish. Oh yeah, yes, fresh fish, actually. fish cakes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But like raw fish too, right? Yeah, they have sushi. They have. I mean, it's. I think it's owned by China, a company in China. Now. What isn't? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Huh? Yeah, Talk yeah, to yeah. me about it. But I now guess. there's raw fish here. Like I don't. Do, do you eat pokey at strip mall pokey places? I'm not going to do it. Strip mall? No. No. I mean, like, what, why is there? It doesn't matter. Well, I've done like, it. I've done it, but I don't plan on it again. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> All right. So okay. So your real mom's there, and but I, but also that that. Like yeah. I'm sort of fascinated with the with the culture. Even just the mm-hmm. food is yeah. exciting. Like there's all these nuances in the show that you're dealing with. You know the the, the struggles of teen of teenage girls who are coming into themselves. But also there's a lot of cultural stuff. You know mm-hmm. too that kind of like that I I found interesting. Like when you eat at their house and you're like what what is this? And, you know, oh yeah, like that. The yuzu. Yeah. I I remember like even it, not even a cultural difference, but the first time you go to a friend's house to eat when you're that age and you're used to eating whatever garbage your parents. Pulled together, Mind blowing. Yeah. and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> your your yeah. mom makes mashed potatoes, right? Right, like from real potatoes, you know, right? Yeah, Not the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me, we talked about that. Yeah, a lot. I would have the opposite experience where I would see gushers and mm-hmm. you know all these snacks that we didn't have in our house, and I'd go ape shit, you know, and just like tear through <laughs> so many bags of Fritos. <laughs> Can I ask you? Remember, like a a friend of yours coming over and being like, "Ew," yes. Oh, really? Yeah, For, yeah, because uh, uh, it would smell. I mean, there'd be fish and they'd pickles, be like... Pickles, those weird Japanese pickles. Yeah, yeah, The and, and you know, and also I think... That's got to be but so... But I'd also, if we had ramen, like if there were fun Japanese dishes, like noodles. people would be like, yay! Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But like the fish would kind of... The fish would throw people off. <laughs> the big head. Yeah. And then you would also tell me, too, the whole thing of like like opening the fridge, right? A yeah. friend coming yes. over and opening the fridge without asking, which I love that detail. Hated that. Yeah. She hate, she, I would have these friends from Crossroads right. and they were you know pretty oh, entitled and so the, I went to Crossroads <laughs> but I left because I hated it <laughs> hence our show about middle school but the, they would just come in and first thing they would do is open the fridge without yeah. asking right. and just start rifling through and my mom would watch from a corner and yeah. just shame them with her <laughs> eyes of how dare they just open the fridge yeah. you know, it was such a cultural it's sort know, of right. like ins- insane what parents have to deal with and how much they have to kind of just like go with the flow sometimes yeah like you know because when you really think about your parents like what did they fucking know like exactly i mean like my parents were so young when they had me and it's just sort of like when i think about the age that they were when i was like 10 and i'm in and and they were like in their 30s i'm like what the like it must be just nuts to have like these strong-willed beings running around <laughs> fucking up their shit. Yeah, masturbating in their rooms. Yeah, and saying they're taking a nap. It was, yeah. Well, how did you, like, sort of, um, you know, whiteboard the show in terms of, like, uh, you know, how did you outline it to, to deal? Because these are all specific issues mm-hmm. that happen in this time zone. And there's stuff that, like, I remember, but I was older, but you guys are younger than me, that, that when AOL first started, was just happening and the mm-hmm. dial-up modem and all that stuff. You know, I think it was an important episode to show because that has become literally the the cultural cancer that's destroying, you know, all young minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also good for them, but, like, the first... 
sort of kind of wandering into chat rooms at your age and your mm-hmm. parents don't know what the hell you're doing. Right. And, you know, it it turns out to be a sweet story, but it, it sort of starts. It could have gone a lot darker. But, the, <laughs> yeah. but that's a very contemporary sort of uh, memory that I don't have as a teenager, mm. but but has mm. a lot of impact. And how did you guys chart out the issues that you were going to deal with? Well, the first thing we thought of is, okay, we might never get to do this again. So if we only had one season, you know, what are all the things that are really important that happened to us that we would want to explore? So we would just like put a bunch of, you know, we would tell stories for years, really. And we started for six years. years. (laughs) Really? Six years? Six years, yeah. yeah. Well, well, let's go back for a second. So how did... Wait, and also, wait, Crossroads? How long did you go to Crossroads? I went from kindergarten to ninth, and I transferred Damn. to Loxa because it was a public arts high school. Because, like, I don't know much about it. I know it's, like, for, for rich kids, I know there's sort of a yeah. permissive environment and that it's a, a, a kind of, like, a, a, a kind of a, a hippie aristocracy, like, exactly. progressive, progressive, rich people. rich people, but there are also some non-rich people, and I was one of those. They they accept some kids. Celebrity you know. children. A lot of celebrity children. There's a lot of celebrity children, a yeah. lot of producers' kids, right. a lot of wealth on another level. Like, it's just an L.A. industry wealth that is... How did you, like, in growing up with that, like, like, because I'm a grown-ass person, and when I go to somebody's house that is of that, it's sort of like, what is this life? It's... I mean, how do you, like... I mean, that's the thing is in, in elementary school, you didn't really see the class differences or it didn't, it didn't come up. But once you hit middle school and people started to yeah. buy bags purses. and all the purses, like Prada bags that, you know, these are 12 year old kids that's and then bought mitzvahs, bar and bought mitzvahs Crazy. where it were, they were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on weddings. Like they were massive parties every weekend. And so that was when wealth yeah. became a huge issue for me and I felt very inadequate and I still do to this day like yeah. that that that's something that I hold on to um uh whenever I go to parties and see those people I'm like oh I'm 13 and not good enough again like it just goes right back yeah. to that um I do too but you know as you get older you realize like they're not that, that fuck, happy exactly right. exactly and they all still hang out with each other well who else are they going to hang out with you know, You're you, right. You get to a certain level of wealth. I mean, like, you, you know, who else are you going to hang out with? They're right. also some of the cheapest people I know. Well, that's how they... Stay. I'm just saying that's how they stay rich. Yeah, I, mean, I guess they, so. You know. Yeah, I went into like, so much credit card debt just to, like, be in a birthday party and, like, pay for that person's party. Exactly. <laughs> and so many memories price. of the richer people being like, I can't. I only got a glass of wine. It, remember? <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then how did you guys, like, meet... Uh, originally, we met at NYU, and we're doing we're in the t- Tisch program, acting program. Mm-hmm. You were both in the acting program, yeah, yeah. But then we were doing like experimental theater, which was very much making your own work, which I feel really kind of douchey saying that in an all black outfit with a turtleneck on. But um, <laughs> we were it was like a lot of rolling on the floor and at NYU, at NYU, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's part of the acting experience. A lot of right? massages, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you massage, massage a lot. First yeah. year, yeah, there was a massage class. There was? class yeah no, really actually mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're paying a lot of money for that <laughs> but so you went all four years yes yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and then we met our junior year of college and then we became best friends and we kind of united in a moment of feeling really insecure and then went through breakups what at the that same moment? time we were like creating work for this program that there was maybe 20 
people and we were all making our own stuff and presenting yeah. it. Right. And everybody was doing it. And then I was in the bathroom like with diarrhea and, and you were too, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Diarrhea, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Because did you both eat the same thing? No, we just yes, no, both just had uh, anxiety. Anxiety. Deep yeah. anxiety of, of not, we were just talking about this in the car. Of, yeah, and of just not being like, and something I still d- deal with, and you were just saying this Diarrhea? Thing. Diarrhea. Mm-hmm. I have ideas. When you get anxious? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't really anymore. I sweat, which is happening now. I used to sweat. Really? What, meant, how did you change that? I don't know. Uh, Botox? No, oh. no. I, I mean, <laughs> the, the more self-aware you are of it, the more, like, I when I was in middle school, yes. that was, like, my biggest fucking horror was, Aww, like, I was the same. kid with pit stains. Me too. And it was, like... A, and I went through so much, yeah. like all different deodorants. And my dad was a doctor. I'm like, is there a surgery I could get <gasps> oh, to like wow. not? I was so freaked out about is it. Is there and a surgery? Sure. They could remove your sweat glands, I guess, but it's okay. a little much. And then, you know, after a certain point, I was just like, fuck it. And like, I, 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 I just, I don't even wear deodorant or nothing. And you don't smell or sweat. What happened? Well, I don't smell bad. Well, that's you good. Know, you I mean, don't smell right now. Well, I wear patchouli and I have for decades. So like <laughs> okay. that. But but the sweat thing was so embarrassing yeah. for some reason. Same, I don't the same thing. It would be winter, it'd be freezing, and I would have huge stains in my little limited two looking mm. shirt. Oh, no. And I was trying to be feminine, and you know it just felt like the opposite. And then I talked to my doctor, and and which was horrifying, which we maybe should use. And what? and and she prescribed me like medical grade deodorant. Deodorant, yeah, I had that. and it worked. It, it worked. Did? Yes, and I emailed my doctor recently because you can email your doctor now yeah. for the same thing and well, she said I, it's too dangerous yeah it scares me that scares <laughs> <It's bad> me <laughs> for you <laughs> yeah i remember i tried that stuff and i don't know when it stopped but like i don't have the the problem anymore i don't know why it went away but it's my real. stress it goes yeah. it does different things though like over my life like i've had back you know stress reaction i've right. had tightness of chest stress yes. i've mm-hmm. had headache stress me i've too. had tight neck shit like it's or just coughing i'll cough a lot sometimes. really i'll go through i thought i had lung cancer but it was really just really anxiety i think how'd you stress. find that out because i was taking like herbal medicine and trying to change my diet because they thought it was acid reflux or they thought it, i'm a smoker yeah. so they thought it was from smoking right. but i didn't quit and yeah. then it just went away <laughs> when the stress sort of no yeah. kidding. Transferred somewhere else. I'm glad that I never like I never had the vomiting or the diarrhea thing. Oh, you're so really lucky. yeah. I like you know like with stage fright or doing what I do to stand up even at the beginning when I was terrified. I I Ooh. did not. You know, there's people that just like can't. They yeah. have to run to the bathroom. What about constipation? Does it manifest in a different way? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Sorry to go there, but no. I mean, it usually would manifest in sweat. Sweat. Or like I had a lot of like tingling. For me, I get that too. I, I get everything hands. you just said. You have, much. Well, you have claw hands I in get, the show. Yeah, that's, yeah. That really happens? That's a real thing when I, they, I, I'll i start breathing shallowly and then all of a sudden my hands go into claws. And they like, you can't get them out? No, of? not oh, for a while, not till the end of the audition. It, it's happened in auditions. There's a like, medical name for it. It's a real carpal thing. Carpal pedal spasms. I really? Believe. Yeah. I, I've had the the tingling limb thing is a big one. Like tingling I just live with Anna, it. Anna, you yeah. have it too. Oh yeah, everywhere. But it's just like, in, and after a certain point, you're like, I, this is just this is just life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tingling right now. I am too. Really? Probably. Where? Do, yeah. Probably you just learn to zone it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well yeah. constant tingling, like in your it's like pins arms. and needles kind yeah, of, yeah, but like more sparkly. And yeah, yeah. And wow. it like sometimes, sometimes it's both hands, and sometimes, it, and it's just sort of like. I guess this isn't going away. No. Because like when you have these symptoms, how many times can you go to the doctor and they're like, what? Yeah, I know. 
It's nerves. You, right. It's nerve. It's nerve. And you stuff. just know that they're going to say that. Like, I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to say, like, my back hurts. I'm having some tingling. I'm, I'm not I breathing know. right. Could you uh, tell me what I have? And they're like, you're what? fine. It's called. Co- well, that's stop the- drinking so much coffee. Right. That's it. Right. I know. I, I ha- I'm a big advocate for, for advocating for yourself <laughs> in medical well, things. yeah, I mean, yeah. You, really, you should go to the doctor if you're really sick, but, right. you know, but, wait a minute. You can right, wait a minute. Right, you can yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I've meditate like my mom yeah. and then see how you feel. I don't know. That's the, I don't that, know that is the, the, really tough to learn is sort of like, all right, I feel this right now. Let's give it a day or two Oof. and oh. see what happens. Because like, you know, especially with when you have the health coverage with uh, after or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. I can just go over to the Bob Hope Center and you know deal with this. What's now. that? How do you like the Bob Hope Center? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you trust them? Yeah. Okay, great. Do Why? you trust them? Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust. I mean, I have a hard time trusting <laughs> doctors, just in general, because I'm a, I'm a hypochondriac. Me my, too. I used to be a hypochondriac. like this. I check my pulse constantly. Me too. You too? Do you have flutters sometimes? Yeah. yeah. Where your, hair, your heart's like, did it skip? It skips. Yeah. yeah, mine too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it just went into my throat. What happened? <laughs> This is giving me anxiety. Die. All right, let's calm down. <laughs> no, I used to be down. horrible hypochondriac, and I, I just- You've like, gotten better. How do you fix yeah. it? Um, by taking some sort of pause- Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like you know, wait a day or two. Like whatever you're experiencing. I mean, if, yeah. you're, if you're walking and you, you know your vision's relatively clear, right? If you're not falling down or you right. know coughing up blood, uh, you probably it might pass. Right? Yeah. 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 I can do that. I think it's I, I've stopped looking on WebMD. That's a major. No, you can't do that. No, no, I know, but I was doing that every day for a while. You She's know. She's also you've gotten a full. I haven't gotten a full scan. I would kill I to get a full scan. I thought you got a full MRI scan. I went to Japan and they do, they, in Japan for $800, yeah. you can get like an MRI, a colonoscopy all at uh-huh. once in one day. Well, I you, did that for my heart, but like you get older, things actually do happen. Right. Like, right. you know, you get blood tests and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, what, I got to do what? Yeah. No no more of that? Yeah. God damn it. You know, and then you have to adjust. Then you have to change. Yeah. That's when it really gets real. That's when hypochondria starts to, to oh, settle no. down a little bit. It's sort of like, oh, there are actual real things right and, right and i don't have most of them when you're young you don't i know so but why panic about it before it's before actually it's, coming yeah i yeah. don't know i tried to figure out you know what it what it came from because my my dad was a doctor and he was a bit detached so like one mm. way you can communicate with them is like i'm dying right yeah, right yeah and i think a lot of it has to do with wanting to feel comforted Mm-hmm. And but a lot of times you go to the doctor and they're like, "Well, we don't know. Let's do some tests." You're like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> right, right? Yeah. What kind of tests? Because it's funny because I'll, I'll I'll have symptoms, but then I won't quit the things that are actually bad for me, like smoking. So I, I yeah. it's a weird. I smoked forever. Cyclical. You quit. I did, but I'm on these nicotine lozenges. And I have been for like a decade. Oh wow! And they're great. They're... That's great. Yeah, but like, and then you go to sleep with them. Like you can do them anywhere, so you're just a nicotine sponge all day long. You don't have to go <laughs> <A> outside. <sponge. laughs> You're just like half nauseous all the time. It's, it's not the nicotine for me. It's the it's the oh, it's the the nicotine. Habit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. just the. But try going without the nicotine. How's that go? Right. Uh, yeah. Maybe try the lozenges. How? <laughs> try the lozenges. <laughs> okay. I had to get blood tests for like I was checking my cholesterol. Yeah. And like fucking like um, I go to the Bob Hope. They do the test, and there's some other count. The white cell counts like fucked up, and I'm like, what? No. And she's like, I don't know. This wasn't happening before. I'm like, what does that mean? So then I got to go to a blood doctor, and he does a test. And you know, by the time I go to the blood doctor, he said the white ones are okay, but you have a platelets problem. I'm like, what does that mean? So then I'm looking at like, and yep. it's like some yeah. of that shit. Just like some it's days so are better than others. Right. Maybe you ate something. Right. You know, I had a cut on my finger that was probably escalating. Yeah. But it's well, like fuck it. No, it's man. true. You shouldn't have a blood test once a year. 
year, we should have blood tests every day because it does change every day. I like thought you blood. were going to say we ha- we shouldn't do it every year. We should do, do it, it like once a decade. No, no, no. I'm saying and well, the hypochondriacs is- like we should get it every <laughs> minute <laughs> no. of the day. Well, I'm just saying not every day, but if we could. I mean, that was the whole thing with Theranos. I just watched that documentary. Yeah. So, but but like if you could see it, the, a pattern with the blood. Yeah. That, that oh, it would be changing more effective. The, yeah. As or you to let go one. and you, or you don't. Let go. Which I don't do. You right. guys bonded around diarrhea. And yes, and health, right. and I, every and hypochondria is like a nice, you know. But what was the metaphor. thing you had to do? What did Why you say it best? I don't know. We had how, to tell. To so it was studying Brechtian fairy tales. Um, so <laughs> we, yeah, I'm already anxious and tired. I know, right? Yeah. So we had to tell a personal story. Yeah. Uh, through mm. a frame, mm. like a frame okay. that m- removes yourself from it, so there's distance. And me and Anna were just, you know. Kept I kept telling stories that weren't working, so I couldn't even get through the first phase of it. And yeah. then, and everyone had already created these amazing frames. And you and I, on the day of the show, were just we had been working all night on our own what, things. And what, had what's nothing. a and what the is, show was like four people watching. I mean, right. it wasn't like a huge it's our thing. Class. It was in a like a classroom, but it was an intensive theater program, so it was very you know. What's a Brechtian frame? So it was through, I mean... I couldn't I, tell you. Maya? Well, I, I, it was like, so say I was telling a personal story about yeah. like uh, m- masturbating and yeah. then I'd have to put it through um, a, a frame of like, okay, this is a cooking show and, and I somehow connect that through a cooking show of, uh-huh. of, of I'm telling this story, but it's in, it's sort oh, of I like see. what we do Wait, so with, it's Pen a, with Pen 15. So it's a device. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Now, okay, so you guys meet there and 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 do you start working together there? We at cr- Tish? We made a dance together mm-hmm. at that program and then and, and then, then no. we were just best friends. Yeah. yeah. And then we kept talking about making our own work out of school and when we were auditioning for theater in New York and stuff and then and then we didn't. And then Maya eventually moved to LA. Back home. Back home. Yeah. Where'd you to live do. in the city? Dorms? Dorms for a bit, and then I, mean, I was in Brooklyn for a little bit I mean, in an apartment. In East Village. Me West too. Village, Lower East Side. Yeah. Yeah. Love there for seven. Where were you? Second between A and B. Me too. Get out of here. Second between A and B. No. Where the murder was? No, that was on Orchard. Okay. You were on second between A and B? I was on B? second between A and B, and then I went to third between B and C. I how just can, always how moved How do you block. live between second and A and B? It's so specific. I, I swear on my life, second between A and B, I loved it. Yeah, I was there in like the late '80s. It was a insane it was a shit show. What if it was yeah. the same address? I mean, do what was I'm, your I'm trying to remember I my address. Mine was one fifty nine East. Um, I could be making that up. East Second Street. That might be right. Something like that. Was it the big building? Uh, I don't like think a lot it was of apartments. No. Mine was a very thin building. Mine was thin. Was it was it right next to where the they did all the can recycling? It was probably closer to B. Avenue. Yeah, me too. And it was on the <laughs> what if we north the side of the street. Yeah. Was it right next to where they, they were always doing like, something with <laughs> recycling cans? Was there like a I, garage right next to it? No, I don't remember that. I'll have to like check. I don't remember my address. My window was facing second like the street. Yeah, yeah. me too. Guys, yeah. right, guys, we lived we lived in the same place. What we can lived I in say? The same apartment? Have, were you renting it from somebody? Um, like a, a landlord. Like a lady? <laughs> did somebody own the thing? It, I like... can't remember. I, I did it with a friend. Right, or two right. bedroom apart. Was it two bedroom? No, 
Okay, so we were in a we were okay. in a different building. No, it, didn't it was definitely happen. one room with a kitchen that was the hallway to the bathroom. <laughs> right. Mm. <laughs> There's like a room. There was a slight uh, indention, uh, uh-huh. and then and then the, like the uh, the rest of the room. Then there was a kitchen that you had to walk through. To go to the bathroom. Like a railroad apartment. Wait, that kind was of. mine? Okay. Really. That was yeah. your apartment? Well, I had a toilet in a closet. And no, there was I, no, and there I knew was, people that had that. And then I had my, also my shower was in a closet. Like it was literally a <laughs> yeah. tiled yeah. closet. Yeah. And you close the door and then you just, it was real weird. My, uh, my a woman I was dating had a shower that was uh, actually a kitchen counter that you had to lift it up. <gasps> Get out of here. And there was a tub what? underneath it. It was no. like in the kitchen. Okay, well that's cool. Yeah, I guess it's cool. The the the, the way we had to adapt to the space in New York, it was <laughs> just and you're like bonkers. excited. Yeah, and you're like, thank you so much. I, yeah, <laughs> I think that Laura Keitlinger had a shower in the middle of her apartment. Laura, like it was, she was on the show. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's great. So I good love her. I've I known love her, her forever. We, we, oh yeah, she's, she's great. So we funny. Stayed, we did comedy together for like a million years ago. I mean, I I've known her forever. And I she love had, her. yeah, I've been, yeah. Well, I obviously I've been to that apartment in the 80s. That it, she, so it as I her. recall, when he saw, talked to her, asked her if there was a shower in the middle of her apartment. But is that the one of the counter that you just no. said? Oh, this oh, is just a, a shower. One. This is just a shower in the middle of the apartment. I'm wow. pretty sure. I think I might have slept at her house once for some reason. <laughs> Not in that way. Okay. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So you meet there, you're in New York. And is this where you start talking about doing this show? No. Uh, no, no. I think we were talking about making theater, and mm-hmm. you know, never did it. And then Maya, and we were doing like strange downtown theater. Mm-hmm. Then Maya, but moved not to with LA. the school. You're but out. not with the school. No. Out of the uh-huh. like off, 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 off. You had yeah. to do that. It was required as artists. That's the only job you could get. We wanted it. But it's yeah, weird a job, because I mean, working for free. This was the interesting thing to me is like I talk to a lot of people <laughs> that do, that do the you know make shows and do stuff, but you're not. You're not in the sketch community. No. Like neither of you went through UCB. Mm-mm. You weren't, you know, part of an improv crew. Probably because like, of the anxiety. <laughs> no, but it's weird that like you guys were straight up actors yeah. doing that thing. Mm-hmm. But all the stuff that, you know, really a lot of people in comedy come from was happening. I mean, UCB was happening. Right. But you guys, it's, you guys didn't even deal with that world. No. That's why it was sort of like when I saw the show, it's like one of them must be from that right but you're not right and that's a rare thing i think well i felt like under a rock and in the dark with all of that like i didn't i never really knew about a lot of that stuff to be totally honest which i know sounds ridiculous um yeah. b- was working restaurants a lot and was really busy and just trying to like do it but you weren't yeah. comi- you weren't you did not you, you weren't seeking to be comic didn't i do- no. no i was just you were identify that way we were actors <laughs> in theater right, I mean, that's, right. yeah that's who what... felt at times i don't want to speak for you but like yeah. out of place because and that's why i found the experimental world was because you could because comedy and sadness for a lot of it was together it was like right. you can play weird characters and that was fine my first like agent meeting i said to her you know, I can play men, I can play women, I can yeah. play all ages. And she was like, bye. You know, because that's not what's right. traditional. Hey, and we, I was We don't know what to do with you. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that doesn't make right. sense. Yeah, it's too much. And the, but there was room for that in experimental theater. You could do all that, you know? So that's how like, we made that. And, and she's so funny. And, and so I was like, I want to make something with you that's funny because... We connected so, on it with our humor. humor. Yeah. yeah. But that's... But th- like, this is like kind of... Um, kind of like informing as I'm sitting here what makes a show different from so many vehicles created by sketch performers mm-hmm. is that 
your instinct is n- really never to go broad, right? So you're not doing things for the laugh in the same way a sketch performer who is trained in improvising characters and it would do it, like mm-hmm. that, with, which makes it more authentic, which has something to do because you guys are are real actors to a degree, the way you approach these roles and why it's sort of seamless is because you're acting the emotions and you're not trying to be comic characters. Yeah, I think that was probably a misconception that I had about like UCB and improv was, you know, and why it gave me anxiety to join that was because I was like, I can't deal with the with the pressure to be funny. If I feel like I have to be funny, then I'm going to clam up and I know that that's actually not the intention it's a lot of people who are in improv and sketch are like it's not about that you know but uh, go ahead but, but no 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 you go but well, but, but the, the thing is is like with years of improv you know right. what what they learn is like they'll and they'll say we don't play it for comedy we'll play it straight but they are so adept at at knowing exactly how they're funny Right, you, you know, it, and and it becomes sort of a character, like they they fit a certain type. Mm. Whereas I think you guys in this show are 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 playing the emotions, you know, very honestly. There, it's earnest, and and the comedy just comes from the discomfort of of these girls. Thanks. Yeah, thank That's you. Does that make yeah, sense? I yeah, I think the c- comedy that I'm always interested in is is when it's coming from a truthful place right. or but when it's from a character or a situation right. Right. as opposed to I'm not good because I respect people who can come up with really funny jokes I wish I could I can't I'm yeah. just that's not how my brain works yeah and um, I and I think a lot of times too the things that I we've talked about this a little bit I keep doing that we've <laughs> talked about this a little bit that that I always felt like I was laughing at the wrong times so I could be watching <laughs> mm-hmm. a comedy and I wouldn't be laughing when everybody else is laughing or I'd be laughing alone, yeah, right. At the or I could be watching something really sad, <laughs> right? And I could be hysterically. I mean, we've been in that situation before. So where many times the discomfort laugh, the, the discomfort laugh, or something so sad, which is universal, which makes me think of something. I don't know. It's just so. It's something so insightful and tragic at the same time. For some reason, that's something that makes me laugh really hard. Yeah, and I think I don't it's know, or something very response. serious. Yeah. Yeah, like too serious. (laughs) Yeah, and I think a lot of amazing comedians actually that's there. Yeah, they're in. Well, it's the laughter that should be crying. Right, right, and it's super honest. and that's my favorite. Yeah, I don't really care if I'm laughing or I'm crying. I love doing. I love to watch something and be like just destroyed. Release personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Release. It makes me feel not alone. It makes me feel. Like I'm not a freak, yeah. and everybody else is kind of fucked up too. Well, I think yeah. that I think that that is what the show's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like so. that's because th- this is where that happens every day, right? Uh, yeah. Is middle school, yeah? Because yeah. like, you're like and like to, to play that weird kind of like because you're still forming, you know? Like there, you, you know, like it's like this weird pivotal thing where you're you, you can feel all the other kids like they're like. They're just kind of coming into this, you know, adulthood. adulthood yeah. yeah, and it's so horribly awkward. And yeah, they, they have to kind of move through life with a, enough confidence. They, they don't, I don't, you know, there's the insecurities yeah. of being in middle school, but you think you're kind of a grown up. 
Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And and you're and and then we talked about this a lot. You're kind of in between childhood and not even and teenagerdom. Like you yeah. haven't. There's this space in between. And and Maya and I realized this when we both were like, I remember like don't tell anybody, but I was super flat and then and then grew nipples before anything else. And then it was just this time of like a flat board and nipples. And then for someone else to go, me too. Uh. We mm-hmm. never talked about. It's not something I talked about. I felt like the only freak with that. Yeah. You know, and to really. No, I had that. A, it, I had that. Stop it. <laughs> also, it's something that's circus. really weird. What? This is messed up. What? But I don't know. Well, I don't know. Say it. Well, we're we're all the same at one point. Like I was just thinking, like how deeply flat I was. Yeah. And I'm not right. that far from it now, but right. it's a little different. And when I was a kid, and how girls and boys are really similar. I don't know. Anyway, penises sort of. Wasn't thinking about that, same, okay. but like, what were you thinking about? The flat, yeah, how just like flat, flat, flat chest. Like yeah. you're all right. kind of the same physically from the waist up, right? Until all of a sudden, Middle school, you get these nipples. At least yeah. that's right. what it was for me. These like unlucky puff balls, right? And <laughs> and then them? Yeah, they were puff balls, mosquito bites of an episode in the next season. Maybe puff unlucky balls. puff balls. Yeah, unlucky puff balls. <laughs> <laughs> And then you try to hide them, and, and then yeah. Well, didn't you do? Wasn't there an episode where you'd look at like one of the other girls' boobs, and they were right. definitely not her Puff- boobs? Yeah, <laughs> right. Because those, those were like balloons. That was me actually, but oh, with that's right. balloons right. filled with sand. Yeah, because I knew girls who had you know double huge. D's yeah, at yeah, that yeah. age, and that was it, its own nightmare. Everyone's oh, going yeah. through their own, you know. And then you you start bleeding out of your vagina yeah. I mean, we don't talk it's, about that enough and for it's, sure it's a it's a time of mourning i think because you're grieving your childhood you're being forced to like oh that period episode's that, crazy mm-hmm. you know you're forced to leave that behind and yet you're kind of excited to have these adult emotions but you're not able yeah. to process them yet so it's just a fucked up time mm-hmm. of, of and i have to, to assume that the giant pad moment with the the, the, uh, the yeah has got to be something that uh women relate to like yeah, like like sort of that moment where someone tries to help out and they're like here you go yeah and like what how do i fit this diaper. into me yeah. yeah there's no way i mean i didn't do it for a year i wore i made, for a year. i hid it for a year because i was so ashamed okay. and so i would make pads out of toilet paper that were about uh Half yeah. a foot. But what? Yeah. What in your why? Why didn't someone say that was normal? How like how would you? I was one of the first, I think, to get it oh, in oh. my year, so yeah. no one talked about it, and I just felt like a monster. Where was I, mom on that one? I didn't tell her. Oh. I didn't want her to know because I thought it sh- it would make her love me less. Like that really? was the way I I understood it. If I become a woman, I'm no longer a child. I'm no longer oh, lovable. Oh, not because you were menstruating, but because you were well, now a grown up. Right, I mean, like you knew signifying, it but you yeah. knew it wasn't abnormal. No, I knew it was yeah, normal, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god!" Also, the reality setting in of this is ha- gonna happen for the rest of my life, like <laughs> once a month. That is a crazy yes. And you think about like how we relate. I think about this a lot, but like bathroom stuff, you're not supposed yeah. to talk about it, right? But yet, all of these women are experiencing it, or girls. And then, I mean, if a penis bled, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For days every month, and you have to like actually hide it because it's not cool to just like let it out, right? I mean, that creates that's it's weird. And I will say that just you and I talking about it and putting it in the show was still scary, 
And yet this has been yeah. something forever. Right. And it's still weird to talk about. Like it still makes I don't know a lot of my best girlfriends stories about their first their period. period or what it looks like or what it I mean, you just yeah. don't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's, uh, I, yeah, it is. It, it's, it, you're not taught it's hot. You know what I mean? And right. you're taught to be right. hot yeah. <laughs> to some extent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I guess I mean, guys had to hide boners in, in school. That was yeah. their, their oh, thing. Oh, it's the worst to, with yeah. your books. With the book, yeah. yeah. Or, but that's yeah. not the same. It's, it's not, not the same. No, because but it was that's. also accepted in the sense, and we, yeah, of like that's funny. But and you get a lot of those boners that are, don't come from anywhere. Right, like that, that's right. got to be so weird. That's, a, that's yeah, odd. but it's it's not blood. Right, you know? right. It's not blood. They have to worry is you know leaking. No, I, I like as a dude. I mean, I I don't know that I'd seen it explored that thoroughly, and I I, I felt uh, uh, like I was seeing something for the first time. Oh, the struggle. That's kind of nice. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it is nice because I, I think that like if there's anything that's happening, which a lot is in terms of. Uh, gender sensitivity is that you, you know we because of whatever shame happened culturally that we don't it's hard for men to be empathetic because we can't be women How, you can't, right. right and and when you see something like that you're like oh god that's a fucking we, nightmare <laughs> right yeah yeah and it just we just it helps yeah it's yeah. and and the and something i was so grateful to maya for was being willing to talk about masturbating at that age in this show and it as an adult that's scaring me too and that making me sad that it scared me and then you being willing to do it and wanting us to put it in the show and all that it was fuck out of me i thought the great thing about that was um well i'm glad you you know transcended the fear but but that that age where you masturbate but you don't really know why you're having the feelings Mm -hmm. right because you can't attach them to things and you're just looking at sand or whatever sand dunes sand dunes yeah I thought that was genius because like there is a period there where you have no sex education but Mm -hmm. you know you can come right so Mm -hmm. like it's not really connected to anything and like what what it turns out gets you there is like something sort of sweet and poetic and not filthy. Right, right. It doesn't matter. I'm just having these yeah, turned feeling. on feelings. And and it's weird that I instinctually knew how to do it, too. Mm-hmm. Like how to well, I think pleasure you do. myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It just animals. A, yeah. You know how, yeah. You just and like, you know, you're on, you're on a bike, something happens. Right. And then to come <laughs> the first time is pretty powerful. I talk, I've been talking about it on stage lately, like about that. Yeah. For the first like, time. Well, yeah, because yeah. I like I stuck my dick in a bathwater coming out of a faucet, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and it was just sort of like, what's going on? And, and I just wait worked. in the bath in and the it, like the water the was bath, coming yeah, out yeah. hard, oh. and I must have been like ten or eleven, and yeah. somehow I got it in there, yep. and I just left it in there, and, and then and yeah, it, and, and, and it happened. And you I didn't came know if I was your gonna, first time. Yeah. <gasps> Did you that... feel like you had done something wrong? Or had you seen examples in no. the sense of, or heard it in movies or whatever? I don't know. I didn't. I don't know that I felt like I did something wrong. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I no. You're like I cracked the code. Yeah, definitely. Oh. This is something. I'm glad I have this <laughs> right. power. <laughs> right. It and is I grew up with like I, uh, you know, there was. Um, I grew up with uh, like for some reason the like the Jewish kids. I don't know why. Everybody was pretty open about jerking off. 
and you know yeah. there's always a conversation you know and uh it, it no i didn't feel much shame but not I wasn't. the girls you didn't that's hear a girl th- talk about it probably. no I, yeah. that's you know, the thing that we yeah i mean it's not that people know this but i that, don't know if you talk about it, amongst yourselves i don't we didn't we didn't no talk, no oh we didn't talk about it with with girls right no girls but didn't talk about it with each other like it was right. revolutionary for me in college as a progressive was, woman to yeah. hear maya talk about it and in, yeah but me talking about it then other people would start talking about it and be like oh my god you too okay so i wasn't a freak or a pervert i mean that is what is instilled in your head as a kid yeah you, as a girl i especially. used to do i, I did a joke about it because I, I don't have much shame about it, and I know girls masturbate, and I've seen them do it. Yeah, you know, in front I of. I would me. hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, of course, because mm-hmm. that's you know that's nice. And, that happens, and, yeah. of course. But I, I used to, <laughs> of course. But I used to do a joke about you know the first time you see a woman masturbate in front of you. There's sort of this moment where you're like, "Wow, that thing can take a beating." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it was like a delicate flower. I thought you, right. really, you can really go at it. That's great. <laughs> it's a human body. I mean, it's it's durable. It is. It's yeah. resilient. That clip. Well, there's just yeah. the the intensity. <laughs> yeah, the intensity yeah, of yeah. anyone's particular style. You right, know, like they're right. they're they're like it, what I'm speaking to is like I thought it had to be handled with a certain amount of delicacy. Well, but I mean, right. I have felt, I, felt that way with penises yeah. also that right. of like it has to it's it's a deli I don't want to hurt because like I was so scared to hurt it oh yeah. my god and I definitely I still am scared you no, did hurt it yeah what, <laughs> by pulling on it I just like didn't I was very well that was later but I I was very <laughs> handing was later the yeah it was like oh that like rubbing like, right. sticks for right. a fire oh yeah <laughs> it worked out yeah okay. he loved anyway. it right you said it was yeah. the well you didn't know it was how well, oh my god okay the new trick so what I was gonna say <laughs> was what was I gonna say the, about hurting uh, a penis. Oh, yeah, the first time I was yeah. very, very, very scared. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I had been, you know, slut shamed as a younger person not having done anything sexual. And there was a rumor that went around about me and blah, blah, blah. And I, so I didn't end up going in that vicinity until junior year of high school, which in my town was very late. Uh-huh. And we were, it was like the middle of the night in the woods next to a car you and a dude me and a dude and he was my boyfriend we had been dating for a while he broke up with me soon after and um and it was just like very dry in retrospect Uh (laughs) and and i just didn't i mean it nothing happened because it was in retrospect it was just like i don't know like sand like sandpaper on a you know banana i've I feel like I haven't given that many hand jobs in my life. I mean, maybe we're going into too many personal details, but but I when we had get home s- later. I'm just going to be reeling of like. Well, I had her. sex before doing any of those things because what? I was too scared. To I don't. I, do that. Like, do you not, get that? Yeah, I, I like hand jobs are okay. Like who but cares? Like, I, I can. I'm going to be. You're going to do, do it better. better. That's yeah. what I always think. Yeah. And you don't want it like, and then if they get involved and they're trying, it's just like I'll do it. You, like you don't mm, want to be that guy, right? You, it's hard. Hand jobs are difficult. They're hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I think that there's like a fear around, because it's not your own body and you don't, you don't know. know. Everybody's different. So yeah. yeah, you're gonna hurt them and you might if you're me. I'm a master <laughs> with myself, you know, no yeah. one will ever. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that, that, Beat it, you know? Yeah, yeah, literally. So to speak. Yeah. yeah. But uh, okay, so when, so how does this, how is it six years? Well, we didn't know how to write. Yeah. 
So that was part of it, honestly. But what would the concept come from? You were just sort of you, you talking we, or you did a bit? Or yeah, what? we no, we brainstormed with our other co-creator, Sam Zwiebelman. Yeah. And so we, you know, came up with the idea and then decided we wanted to write the show. But each year we would think it would happen and it just would go nowhere. And it also, the first script we wrote was like 58 pages with 82 characters. We didn't know what we were doing. And so it it took, I don't know, what, a couple years before we got to make a presentation? Yeah. or Yeah, we got yeah. to make like a 15-minute kind of short film to see if it would work. Yeah. And we thought that it did. And then so that helped. And it was definitely, I mean, I don't think it would have been made without getting to make that short thing to show yeah. that this is a concept that could make sense. Right. And then and then it took two or three years to, I mean, it kind of died and came back to life many, many times. Uh-huh. It's yeah. kind of a miracle it was actually made. And who was, they, they were into it. They were they into were. it from the beginning. I mean, we only pitched it to three places. And because at the time Fox was attached and they weren't making deals with a lot of places, I guess. And um, but we were lucky enough that, yeah, Hulu wanted to make it. And then, yeah, yeah, you you just I fully underestimated how long it takes, like the contract closing and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just it's yeah. Every year I'd be like, it's going to be next year for sure. I got to keep it clear and And I'd be wrong. And when you broke it down, you, you 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 just went from your personal stories like these were the issues because each 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 episode has a few things that were very specific right. to the time. And, and you got such great performances out of all the kids. It was kind of crazy. Go- they're, they're so good. They're we really great. lucked out. Yeah, I mean, I think that most of the episodes have moments that really happened to us. But, you know, we wanted it to be episodic but lightly serialized so that there was like a little bit of a story that you followed in an arc. And the arc was kind of needing each other to survive. You know, you can be a loner. You can be a reject. But by yourself, you will die yeah, yeah right with somebody else that's the difference i think of life and death at that point and maya right. and i in real life both had that person so we and and i feel like that with you and our real friendship mm-hmm. like it is that As sink grown-ups. or swim yes. yeah. quality to it of like how do i get through the day okay i have maya you know that that's true and so we wanted that to be in there and a loss of innocence to be in there but still retain enough innocence that if we had future seasons we could go into more mature Content later, while still staying in seventh grade. I mean, the yeah, goal the idea, would be that right. we would stay. You're, in oh, you're not going to go to eighth grade. The idea is like limbo forever. The metaphor of how we feel as you adults know, that you never leave, but that we could continue to grow and change, and you hopefully could, tell a lot of stories and a lot of experiences through that. Right. Yeah, like high school experiences, but in seventh grade. Oh, it, it, so that's like a conscious decision. Like we're not going to go to eighth grade ever. For like, now, yeah. Because cause what would happen? I mean, we're open, if you have any ideas. But like, the, 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 like what's going to happen? You're going to grow and you're going to grow out of some awkward period. And then you're going to assimilate more, probably. I mean, that's... Right. All, that's it I guess you could become more The purpose rejecty. of our... Or at least our show is about being in that middle Being place, stuck. Being stuck in between. Yeah, I understand that. I, and I, I, I respect that decision. But, like, it, it, it stays pretty shitty throughout high school. For yeah. some people. Uh, <laughs> if you're Maya Erskine, I'm just Stay shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have I mean, to think it on it like more. It, it seems like the hierarchies still exist. And that you're you're still entering the these weird insecure areas. You just sure. know more, but but I, I think it, it it would be harder to maintain the innocence. 
Yeah, and the freakdom yeah. changes. I think that yeah, that yeah. that you 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 cross from like because I think the whole point in some way was like you're not child and you're not teen. Right. You're right. you're in you're in this very bizarre in between stage where these your body is changing or the surroundings and 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 ideas of what you should know are changing, but you don't have the ability to properly cope with it. You don't know what to do, and I think. If we gave it enough time to get older, then you would learn what to do. But right. who knows? Maybe we'll swallow our Maybe words. Maybe the last and... season is. Well, I mean, you've got like a few adults. seasons yeah. in seventh grade that you know no one's going to question. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think maybe that's what I was thinking too. That like we definitely haven't exhausted seventh grade. No, so maybe so many... if we felt like that, we could continue on. Yeah. Well, I loved it. Great job. Thank you. Nice Thank talking. Thanks for you watching. Nice Thanks for having you. us. Thank yeah, you for sure. Us. Okay, that was fun. I love them. And I love the show. Pen15 is streaming on Hulu now. Uh, and I guess we're going to be looking forward to a season two. I think they should grow up with the kids, though. They're going to have a real hard time with casting because all those kids they used are that age. I think they should probably, you know, each season should be the next grade. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be the guy that I'm going to DM Anna and tell her. Maybe you should just keep growing up with the kids that you've already cast. I think I said that. Didn't I tell him that? All right, no music, because I'm not home. Boomer lives!